0: Welcome, everyone, to the 25th episode of See It or Shove It. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm ready to give you my thoughts on this week's selection of movies that are playing in theaters and streaming on your TV. Also this week, I continue my focus on the Emmy nominees in the segment Binge It or Singe It. It's also time for my monthly update on my movie watching goal for 2022. Each year, I try to break my personal record of watching more movies than I have previously, both in theaters and on streaming. My goal for 2022 is to see at least 264 movies, with at least 149 of those being seen in the theaters. As of this recording, I have seen 144 films, and 86 have been in the theater. I'll update you again next month, and now, on with the show. Are you ready? Good. Me too. Let's get started. For our featured movies this week, Brad Pitt hops aboard the bullet train, comedian Joe Coy goes home for Easter Sunday, Vigo Mortensen and Colin Farrell navigate a rescue mission through a flooded cave in 13 Lives, and The Predator gets a prequel treatment in Prey. There are also a bunch of new movies to cover in Quick Picks, and our Emmys edition of Binge it or Sinjit continues with a look at Succession. So, welcome aboard, buckle up and enjoy the ride. In our first film, Academy Award-winning actor Brad Pitt plays an assassin who has to contend with riding a high-speed train filled with his enemies. This is Bullet Train. What? Remember those two wackos from the Bolivia town? The twins? Yeah, i so sure they're twins. Get off the train. You stabbed me? I would never stop going for you. What? I stop. Something else going on here. In this fast-paced thriller, an assassin, with the codename Ladybug, played by Pitt, is returning to the field where he is assigned by his handler, Maria Beetle, played by Sandra Bullock, mostly through voice, to retrieve a briefcase aboard a bullet train that is traveling from Tokyo to Kyoto. Ladybug boards the train not knowing that he is joined on board by three other killers brothers Tangerine and Lemon, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry, as well as a seemingly innocent schoolgirl with the codename The Prince, played by Joey King. Tangerine and Lemon have been hired by White Death, the world's largest crime operation, who is now in charge of the Japanese underworld. They both have recovered White Death's kidnapped son and the briefcase that contains the $10 million in ransom money, in the middle of all this, the princess set out to kill White Death's son and steal the briefcase. Complicating matters is yet another assassin, the wolf, who boards the train, hell-bent on avenging the deaths of his wife and cartel. Can Ladybug retrieve the briefcase, or will he suffer the fate of so many before him? I give this film a... Shove it. This one I sat on for a few days before rating it. I couldn't decide if I enjoyed it or not. So, granted, my shove-it is a mild shove-it. See, I saw it in 4DX, so the seats moved, the special effects like wind and rain were going off all around me in the theater. So what I did was I thought about how I would have felt about it without those elements, and I don't think I would have found it as entertaining. The movie is just too much of everything— Too much action. Too much violence. Too much talking. It just didn't stop, and I was exhausted by the time it ended. It almost seemed like this was a knockoff Guy Ritchie or Tarantino movie, but at least those directors know when to take a breather. So, I recommend skipping this one, but if you do have a 4DX theater nearby and it looks like something you'd enjoy, it does add to the film in a positive way. Next, comedian Joe Coy is a struggling actor who is trying to balance life as a single father while also keeping his immediate family from going insane. This is Easter Sunday. My mom is at war with my Tita Teresa, and they don't even know why! Did you really have to wear the same dress as my mom? Oh, I can't help it if I wear it better. This is war. Oops. Family is a mess. We're counting on you to fix it. Bye! Bye! The film opens with Joe Valencia, played by Coy, a struggling actor best known for a beer commercial he did years ago. He's a single father whose son is getting frustrated by his lack of presence. Joe is invited to audition for a role in a new sitcom, but in order to get the role, they want him to do a stereotypical accent once they find out he is Filipino, which he declines. Deflated, he and his son go away for the Easter weekend to spend time with his family, who all think he is this big Hollywood star because of his beer commercial. His family is in chaos, mostly because his mom and aunt are feuding with each other. Adding to the mix, his cousin, Eugene, has wasted an investment meant to start a business, and he has the investors threatening his life, unless he gets the money back. So, Joe and his son his cousin, and an acquaintance of his sons go on a dangerous trek one afternoon to sell stolen boxing gloves to get enough money to pay the debt. I give this film a... Shove it. (laughs) This film was meant to be a comedy, but I didn't find it very funny. Other than the final 20 minutes, which were mildly enjoyable, as well as the brief moments when the hilarious Tiffany Haddish made a cameo. It also didn't help that this was an Easter-themed movie released in August, although to be fair, the original release date was April. Not that it would have been any better released then, but it still was odd to watch an Easter movie in August. Going in, I didn't know anything about Joe Coy other than he dated Chelsea Handler briefly in the recent past. It's a shame this movie wasn't better because I've seen him promoting it on various talk shows and he appears to be a kind, genuine person and very likable. So maybe his next film will hit the target. Our third film this week comes from Oscar-winning director Ron Howard and tells the true story of a junior soccer team in Thailand that becomes trapped in a cave for 18 days. This is Thirteen Lives. What are you thinking? Just a crazy idea. We've got a skill none of the rest of us have. No. In insane, it's unethical, it's illegal. man's already die. We we'll do nothing. We'll be bringing him out there for sure. So you are expecting casualties. Yes I expect casualties. The incident happened during the summer of 2018 when the boys decided to go cave exploring before going to the birthday party of one of their teammates. Before they can make it out of the cave, a monsoon suddenly hit, trapping them in the cave with little food and increasingly rising waters. Two cave divers from Britain are called in to help lead the effort to rescue the children and their coach. Academy Award nominee Vigo Mortensen plays Rick Stanton, a gruff cave diver who is not optimistic about rescuing the team. He doesn't think that they're going to be able to rescue them alive. While Colin Farrell plays the other diver, John Volanthin, a caring father who remains hopeful of their chances. The two lead the trek through the maze-like cave in order to rescue the children and get them out safely. I give this film a... See it! This film frustrated me because it is currently playing on Amazon Prime after a very limited Oscar qualifying run in a few theaters. It's frustrating that big movies like this are being shipped off to streaming services when they would be more emotionally impactful in the theater with advanced sound and atmosphere. If that happened, I think I would have enjoyed it more, and it would have had the tension ratcheted up a few levels. I really enjoyed the documentary on this rescue called The Rescue, which is available on Disney+. I was able to see that in the theater last year, and it had everything I said 13 lives was missing in terms of tension, so I do recommend seeing that documentary too. Overall, Ron Howard's film is entertaining and well-made and worth a watch, but I think I would have liked it a lot more if I saw it in the theater. Our final featured film this week tells of the torment a native tribe feels as a result of their interactions with the Predator. This. Is Prey. There's something out there. I'm trying with you. You can't. I'm trying to protect you. Protect me from what? It's time. Set in 1719, Naru a young native woman who has been trained as a healer, has aspirations of becoming a hunter like her brother, Tabe. One day, she witnesses what she thinks is a thunderbird in the sky. In reality, it is a spaceship dropping off the predator. While out hunting animals, she and her brother notice a large amount of animal skulls, and they think it is a result of a mountain lion attack. They set up a trap for the lion when Nauru gets distracted by a strange burst of light in the distance. Some time later, she goes hunting for a bear and is overwhelmed and almost killed by the grizzly when suddenly the bear is killed by an invisible force. She tries to warn the rest of her tribe that something shady is out there, but no one believes her. Will she be able to convince them before it's too late, or will the predator wipe out the entire tribe? I give this movie a... See it! I really didn't think I was going to enjoy this movie. It started off very slow and almost lost me. But once the action and thrill started to pick up, it redeemed itself. I thought the effects were good, as was the suspense, and this is one of the better entries in the Predator series. Again though, like 13 Lives, this one is streaming on Hulu, and I really feel it would have been better served in the theater. But it's still worth a watch. That's it for this week's Featured Films. To recap, Bullet Train is in theaters now and is just barely a shove-it, almost a see-it. Easter Sunday is in theaters now and is a shove-it. 13 Lives is on Amazon Prime and is a see-it. And Prey is on Hulu and is a mild see-it. Additionally, it's time for my lightning round reviews of some additional movies in my segment called Quick Picks. The French comedy, My Donkey, My Lover, and I, about a teacher having an affair with one of her students' father, was very charming and is a see it. It is currently in theaters. An affair also highlights writer, director, actor Lena Dunham's latest directorial effort, Sharp Stick. It had good potential, but not enough execution, and is a shove it. It is currently in theaters and is available to rent on August 15th. The Spanish drama Flo Calle, about a woman trying to achieve her dreams of being a superstar, was enjoyable enough to be a see-it. It is currently in theaters. The British dramedy Ali and Eva tells the story of two people looking for some positivity in their lives and is a see-it. It also is currently in theaters. And the horror thriller They Slashed Them. Starring Kevin Bacon as a sadistic leader at a gay conversion camp is enjoyable enough to be a see it, although I do wish it was scarier. It is currently streaming on Peacock. Now it is time for a weekly look at a streaming series in the segment Binge It or Singe It. A few weeks ago, the Television Academy released their list of nominees for this year's Primetime Emmy ceremony. So from now until the ceremony on September 12th, I will focus on some of the biggest nominees, culminating with my predictions of who will win. Last week, I focused on only Murders in the Building, and this week, the focus is on the 25 time nominated series, which is the most of any program this year. This is HBO's Succession. This family's broken. And that has consequences. Kick out the old man, him with the new guard. Where have you been? I was meeting about a prospective job. With your father's enemy? Disagreeing with dad is not treason. You want this enough to go to war with your family. This incredible show, which just started production on its fourth season, is about the Roy family, led by Logan, played by the phenomenal Brian Cox. Logan is starting to decline in his health, and his ruthless children are looking for a takeover of their media conglomerate. His children are oldest son, Connor, played by Alan Ruck, remember him from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Power-Hungry Kendall, played to perfection by Emmy winner Jeremy Strong, the always-inappropriate son, Roman, played by Kieran Culkin, and the conniving Shiv, played by the wonderful Sarah Snook. The children all find ways to deceive their father, while also manipulating each other to gain prominence within the company. The show is allegedly loosely inspired by the Murdoch family, owners of the Fox Media company. I don't want to give too much away, because there is a treasure in nearly every episode. Simply put, this is one of the best shows I have ever seen. It is whip-smart, vicious, funny, and shocking all rolled into one show. The performances are incredible, as evidenced by this year's nominations, where the show received a stunning 14 acting nominations. It is one of those shows that when the season ends, I find myself upset that I have to wait another year to watch. If you haven't seen it, give this one a look. You won't regret it. This show is definitely a binge it. Well, that's it for this week. As always, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I am so grateful. Support your local theaters by going to see some of the movies I reviewed this month. And while you're at it, share my podcast with your movie and TV-loving friends and family. I appreciate all of your support. It was a very busy week of movie watching this week, and next week is no different, with six new titles playing near me, as well as the return of E.T. in IMAX and 3D theaters. Some of the titles for next week include Oscar winner Diane Keaton returning to the big screen with Mac and Rita, two thrill-seekers face a challenge in Fall, and a group of entitled millennials face the music in the horror film Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Follow me on Instagram at Brewster's Dad 73 and rate me wherever you get your podcast. I'll see you next time. This episode of Theater Shove It was recorded in Orlando, Florida, and is produced by Gregory G. Productions. Music by Mysterio Music, all rights reserved.